uh, should we just like say some things that we're thankful for to start off? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What are you guys thankful for? You. <laughs> I'm thankful for uh, for Joey's juicy lips. Yeah, me too. Is there a situation where either of you guys would kiss me? Yeah. If you ask nice enough. <laughs> yeah. Will you ki- hey, will you kiss me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think maybe maybe if you had uh if you had like a gold nugget between your lips, you know? And I try <sighs> to take it from you. Have you ever seen the Disney um Robin Hood? I don't remember. Like a long time ago. There's a part where Robin Hood kisses the king's hand and then when he comes away, all of the jewels from his rings have been sucked out by Robin Hood's lips. Wow. So um, I, I, I wanna try to do something like that. You would try, but I would absolutely win. Do you remember when we had that competition for the, eating the ring pop fastest? Oh, my God. Yeah, you took down that ring pop, no problem. That was the most confident I think I've ever been about anything in my life. I was ready, I <laughs> yeah, was ready to suck yeah, that thing. Juicy but also very powerful lips. Yeah, yeah. juicy and powerful. And I'm, I'm, and I'm thankful for them. Yeah, and I'm thankful for just being juicy and powerful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to our delicious, delectable dinner table. Uh, I'm Matt <laughs> Potato. Oh, cool! <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Roger Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Crant uh, Crant Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and together we are Thanksgiving edition Story Hall. Uh, yeah, any Thanksgiving yeah. stories you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I got one. My grandma, um, God rest her soul, on my dad's side, she was like this, the coolest lady. Her whole thing was um, uh, she would. She was Italian. She's from Italy, so she would make like these huge feasts uh, every Thanksgiving and invite the entire neighborhood. <laughs> uh, That's neat. So, yeah, she would just put tables everywhere. To the point where there's like garage, backyard, like front yard. There's just tables everywhere. But she was famous for making, as as most Italian grandmothers are, uh, for making her own like custom uh, spaghetti sauce. She would she'd make like a like these noodles. And um, and she had an extra freezer in her garage that just had frozen tubs of sauce, so that people could just come over and grab one and take it home. So they would huh. actually have extra extra spaghetti uh, stuff to take home for. for That's really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. She's a cool lady. I had an Italian grandmother. Really? Prove it. <laughs> uh, these are these are heartwarming stories. I feel like they don't usually go with the normal tone of our of our show that we do. <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's, it is Thanksgiving. I'm I thankful. Guess. God damn it. I um uh, I guess when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of of that grandmother also, and and she used to play like a deck of cards, cards with me, like crazy eights and stuff like that. It's where I learned all all my card games from. Was playing with my grandmother. I have a I have an Italian grandma too. Yeah. Um, her name was Mario, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was a plumber. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. I want to play with her. I want to play with your grandma. <laughs> Come on. So if you haven't caught on yet. This is our Thanksgiving-themed episode. We're going to kind of do the same thing that we did with the Halloween stuff, and we uh, each brought a little bit of a Thanksgiving-themed story to present to each it's of like us. A, it's like a story potluck. Yeah. Exactly. Let's uh, sit down at the dinner table and share our story meals with each other. That yeah. sounds wonderful. Should we say grace first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, hold my hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you um, there? <laughs> dear God... Uh, Thank you for this plentiful harvest. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hi, God. Hi, God. <laughs> Why have you forgotten me? <laughs> I'm just kidding, God. <laughs> you know I love you, big boy. <laughs> that big boy. Well, yeah, he sent me, he sent me he sent those messages last time, so. 
Uh, hey, Kev, can you pass me uh, a side of your story? Let's do it. Let's get into that. I'm going to take the first of the stories this week. And I kind of wanted to do Thanksgiving because I, I feel like Thanksgiving can be kind of a difficult time for some people because there are usually like a lot of people around and there can be kind of strange family dynamics that arise when there's like a lot of them put together. And then like being like 35 and having to sit at the kid's table can be kind of psychologically taxing. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. That never <laughs> that changes. You? That never changes. No, you're <laughs> always the kid's table. Dude. So I thought it would be cool to try and help out. Our listeners, I wanted to give you guys some cool Thanksgiving facts that you can kind of like just spout off and have uh, really grab this holiday by the balls. Oh, good. Some like uh, some icebreakers with your awkward family. Yeah. I'm going to be king of the kids table. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. These will go great with kids or other 35 year olds at the kids table. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, I wanted to do my segment on the real story of the first Thanksgiving. Uh, We learned a basic idea of what that holiday is about in school, but I thought there might be more to it than the the crap the man shoves down our throats. So (laughs) I really just wanted to take this holiday and stick it to him, you know? Yeah, stick it to him. Stick it to that man. Just shove it up his ass. That's right, yeah. In true Thanksgiving fashion, like a turkey. (laughs) The man turkey. Yeah. Like that, like Mr. Bean, right? Huh? Doesn't he, doesn't he have a gag where he shoves a turkey up his ass? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Does he? <laughs> no, he puts it on his head, I'm pretty sure. He shoves his head up a turkey's ass. I look like him, kind of. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Not even talking a little. About. Um, you, you smell like beans, I think is what you're getting yeah. at. Oh, okay. No, when I, when I was That's younger, why people call you Mr. Beans. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Well, finally, that makes, I'm thankful for finally realizing what's wrong with me. Uh, I No, I used to get called. I, people used to say I look like Mr. Bean when I was younger. No, that's incorrect. Yeah, it's not uh, even th- close. Thanks, guys. All right. One more thing to be thankful for. Not that you're bad-looking, <laughs> Rowan. At, at, was it Atkinson? Yeah. Uh, you're a good-looking fellow. <laughs> thanks for listening, Rowan. Yeah, yeah. thanks, <laughs> I'm thankful for his uh, his his every week that he just always listens to us. He's dedicated. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm thankful for his uh, his very uh, eccentric brand of comedy. But I'd love to hear more about these Thanksgiving facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what I ended up finding was there was a bit of contention on what truly was the first Thanksgiving dinner. So I'm going to cover all the main arguments, and I'll let you guys decide which one you think matters the most. Cool. Okay. Back in the day, and I'm talking like the 1600s, having celebrations for giving thanks was like a super common occurrence. It happened all the time. It was more of a religious activity and was part of a lot of different cultures all across the world. If you had a great harvest, you might throw a Thanksgiving feast. If you won a difficult battle in a war, you might throw a Thanksgiving feast. If you pulled off a sick dunk, you might throw a Thanksgiving <laughs> feast. Wait, a sick Man. duck? Sick duck. You pulled it off. You pulled a sick duck off your head? <laughs> yeah. You mean like you pulled a sick duck out of your collection of ducks so it wouldn't get the rest of them sick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely throw a Thanksgiving feast for that. Um, this is a little bit of a uh, like behind-the-curtains kind of thing. I watched... Uh, like, I don't know, 15 minutes of Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Redneck so that I could try to do an impression of him. And every single time it came out to be like Colonel, I could not do it. (laughs) Can can you give us a a taste of it? No, I really don't want to because it's so cringy. Okay, okay. I'd be so so thankful for it. I'd be so thankful. Uh, If you had a great... (laughs) 
Never mind. That's good, Never mind. You don't want it. Never mind. <laughs> I liked it. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> well, that, that, I mean, basically, so everything. They celebrated everything. If there was anything to celebrate, they thanked God for it, and they would throw some kind of feast for it. And this happened... So, like, every dinner was Thanksgiving dinner then, huh? Essentially, yeah. It wasn't really anything significant. Super significant, anyway. And this was well before this, you know, titular... Thanksgiving dinner actually happened with the pilgrims and the Native Americans. So they would happen all the time for almost anything. It was a ritual to thank God for the fortunes of feast, victory, or ballin'. <laughs> so why do we consider the one between the pilgrims and the Native Americans to be the first Thanksgiving dinner if there were hundreds of thousands even before them? If you're not familiar with the original story, here's a brief outline. Uh, the pilgrims were a group of English people that were pissed because they were dealing with religious persecution. And they didn't like the way the Church of England was doing God, so they kind of just left and <laughs> went to a different country. They were called the Separatists, that's kind of where the name came from. There was a colony in Virginia that sounded pretty sweet, so they tried to make a, a move over to there. But sailing did not go very well, and they did not make it to Virginia, but actually landed in the wide open land of Massachusetts. These dudes were not farmers, or colonists, or warriors. They were city folk with like refined sensibilities and very little practical skill. So they were not prepared for that build a civilization kind of mentality. Imagine if we just decided to go off and try to live in the wilderness right now. Yeah. Probably wouldn't go too well, right? No. <laughs> We'd probably struggle over like food and shelter and leadership and stuff. I think I'd be good on the shelter part, but yeah. the rest would be a struggle. Yeah. I just dig a hole. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I find a hollow tree and just live in it. Well, you could probably like hollow it out like uh, like Woodman from Mega Man. Just wear your, you could wear your, <laughs> yeah, your wear house. Your house. That's yeah. the first mobile home. Boom. Like, uh, start the economy. <laughs> Sell them. Yeah. Um, turtles, right? Turtles got it. Yeah. Turtles yeah. got it down. Yeah. I put yeah. on my head. You got, you got a hat now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Economy started. Is that what they did? Is that yeah, well, I mean, they were they were just struggling for ideas, so they, they did whatever they could do. <laughs> but I imagine that if, if we had to go off on our own and try to survive right now, we would probably struggle quite a bit. So we would try to get rescued probably like right away, but then the others would show up and probably take mm -hmm. our baby for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then we, we would find out we were actually in some sort of pocket dimension separate from time and space of our original world. Yeah. Some of us would manage to get home. And the story would just fall apart yeah. and lose my interest immediately. We keep would saying we got to go back and stuff for some <laughs> reason. Uh, we also might be dead. Sometimes yeah. we were definitely dead. Yeah, and then there's a commercial break, and it goes. You see, our, you see the name of our show, Story Hole, and it kind of fades. It's kind of crooked and scary. Yeah. And then it says, "It says Story Hole starring Hurley," and it's a picture of me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I like Hurley. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I like you. <laughs> I think most people did. I don't know. The whole thing would be pretty complicated <laughs> and pedantic and ultimately a huge disappointment to whoever might be watching us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for the pilgrims, it wasn't all too different from that. They had a super rough first winter and half of them ended up dying. They went from like 100 people down to 50 in a single season. But there was hope because I guess through trial and error, they did manage to get some crops going. They thought it was God that gave them the crops, so they decided to celebrate. In typical fashion, they decided to have a Thanksgiving feast. Uh, and also shoot guns in the air, you know, like for fun. Yeah. Gun fun, as we tend to do. Yeah. Well, um, the bulls just go into space and there's no, they're not hurting anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Plus, fuck those aliens, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's when the aliens, they come down and get them. Get the pilgrims? That's the next part of the story. That's not really a good joke. I'm not going anywhere with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not thankful for that joke. <laughs> All this rip-roaring good time attracted the attention of the, the Wapanog tribe that was nearby, and they gathered up 90 warriors to go over and check it out. Uh, until this point, dealings with new settlers were kind of a mixed bag for the Native Americans. Uh, the new people opened up new trade opportunities, but they also could be very dangerous. So it's kind of this balance between lucrative investments or uh, potential murder that they have to be kind of wary of. So they got their 90 warriors together and they went over to see these pilgrims, what was going on with all this shooting. On the other side of this, the pilgrims were not fighters, they weren't even very good survivors, and the Native Americans outnumbered them two to one. So both sides were pretty wary, but neither wanted to fight, so they ended up making a treaty. After the treaty negotiations, which was basically the rules were like, don't kill us and we won't kill you, <laughs> the Native Americans left and then returned with, like, a boatload of deer. And they just joined in on the party. It was a three-day celebration. Wow. This dinner is what most people consider to be the first Thanksgiving. The peace treaty would end up lasting 50 years, and the Native Americans would help the pilgrims out a lot, teaching them all kinds of hunting and farming techniques to survive the winters. The most notable of those Native Americans was a man named Tisquantum. We know him as Squanto. So you've probably heard Squanto before, right? Yeah. yeah. His original name was Tisquantum. I want to take a second and kind of give this dude's backstory because it's pretty gnarly. Tisquantum was captured and taken back to England when he was young to be sold as a slave. And an explorer ended up buying him because the explorer wanted to teach him English and then go back to America and use him to kind of communicate with uh, the Native Americans over there for interpretation. Huh. So he ends up getting back to America. Uh, they head over there, and somehow Squanto ends up getting captured again by a different slave trader, oh. and this time he's shipped to Spain and sold. Holy mm -hmm. shit, that's crazy. Yeah, so this guy got captured two times, was a slave in two different countries, and has been able to return home several times at this point. He's in Spain. And he manages to escape and finds refuge with a bunch of monks and eventually manages to get home. But by the time he gets back to America, the tribe that he was originally a part of had all been killed off by the smallpox that uh, oh. the explorers brought over. Yeah. So now this guy has been a slave for two different nations, lived with monks, lived in America, returned to America, returned to America. His entire <laughs> tribe is dead and he ends up joining the Wampanoags. He lives with them until they meet up with the pilgrims. And Squanto realizes he's got a very unique situation. He's the only one who can understand both people's languages and cultures. And he decides to kind of leverage this power to gain higher standing in the tribe. He uses the pilgrims as a, like a foreboding threat, saying that if he wanted to, he could have them release the plague on the Native Americans if they don't do what he wants them to do. And then he eventually gets a fever and dies. <laughs> that's what he gets for being a jerk. Yeah. I mean, also, also but he's not really a jerk because he got kidnapped. It wasn't his fault for doing all that stuff. He's, I, got, I he's got a rough life. He lost all of his people. Yeah. And then he's yeah. uh, kind of like a stranger to two different cultures that he's in between. Like, he, he had he's, it pretty rough. When he was in Spain, he had, he had to sneak away, right? He like, had to try mm -hmm. like plan to get away from them is that what happened yeah he escaped in yeah. spain okay got it yeah so at this point <laughs> thanksgiving isn't a national holiday yet it was just like a singular event 
But more people hear about how sick America is, and some of the purists over in England decide to come over as well. And they make their own alliances with their own Native Americans. And we start to see warring settlers and tribes uh, have a, a very complicated political net. The purists lead massacres against enemy tribes. And after each massacre, they would have a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And these killings would become more and more frequent, and the celebrations would become more and more frenzied. It was like a super crass and crude uh, celebration with activities like like head soccer and oh, heads is on that pipes. Real? That's real, yeah. Crazy. That's, That's yeah. rough. Not maybe not necessarily actually playing soccer, but <laughs> they would. But, but basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why football is such a popular Thanksgiving sport? Yeah, I'm gonna get the to old that. Pigskin. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm not going to get to that. That's true. That's not true. <laughs> so eventually George Washington was like, wait, hold on a second. We have to stop this. We can't keep doing this. It's getting ridiculous. We can't have a celebration after every massacre. It's going to get out of hand. Only one a year. Okay, guys. Hmm. That's not really, that's not really how it went. George Washington. Oh, is that not true? I believed George, it. George Washington did say one a year, but uh, it wasn't in reference to all the massacres that the Pierce were making. It was because of a, a particularly tough battle that they had in the Revolutionary War, the Saratoga Battle. And so the nation had its first national Thanksgiving, and that one was on December 18th. So it wasn't even in November. The first huh. actual national Thanksgiving was on December 18th of 1777. He did another one after winning the whole war, the whole Revolutionary War, and that one was on November 26th of uh, 1789. Hmm. This wasn't a reoccurring thing at this point. It was a singular celebration that was a national event, two times. It didn't become an actual reoccurring holiday until Abraham Lincoln made it that way in the Civil War because he wanted to use it as kind of a means to increase morale during kind of a tough time. And that's when our first uh, Thanksgiving as we know it today actually happened. So, which one is it? I mean, my money's on the, on the Native Americans and the settlers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like the, the true spirit of Thanksgiving. It's coming together. Yeah. Except for now people that's are like, afraid to celebrate the, the Native American side. Yeah. I mean, everything is uh, – all the rest of them are based on, on violence and, and terrible. The first yeah. one's the only one that's like the true spirit of the holiday, Right. right? Yeah, because uh, they it was two people who were potentially at ends, and they came together and made a truce, and then shared a big dinner and party together. Yeah, just like families, right? <laughs> um, I do have two more miscellaneous Thanksgiving facts that you can toss out at the turkey table this season. <laughs> Thank you. Did you know that the original Thanksgiving was the last Thursday of November each month? Is that not what it is now? <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what it still is. <laughs> right now, is it not. I mean, Thanksgiving is the 22nd next week, right? And there's the 29th is the oh, you're right. second last huh. one. Weird. It's supposed yeah. to be the second last. Weird. Mm-hmm. Why did they change it? Uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the date to the second to last Thursday to try to boost spending during the Great Depression. Oh, interesting. People were not happy about that. So they eventually settled on a bill making it the, the fourth Thursday, whatever the fourth Thursday ends up being. If it's hmm. the last one or the second to last one. Weird. Second one, Thanksgiving is about the pilgrims landing in America and living. So it's kind of strictly an American holiday, right? Yeah. yeah. There's actually one more country that celebrates it nationally. Which one do you think it is? Uh, Colombia. Joey, pick Colombia. Pick I'm going to say Colombia. All right. All right. Two <laughs> Colombias. Uh, it's Canada. 
Oh, I mean, that makes sense. So the British Columbia. That's what I said. That's what you, you, I'm sick. You couldn't hear it right. I said, that's what I yeah, said. Columbia. 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 Uh, Canada's has changed a lot for them too, like it has for us. Originally, they attributed it to Canada's discoverer surviving the trip across the ocean. So he was just like, I made it. Uh, let's have a, a party. And then that's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but they celebrate Thanksgiving for everything back then. So the first like official Thanksgiving in Canada was when the Prince of Wales got sick and then he got not sick. And so they're like, that's pretty cool. We'll have a, a holiday for that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hey guys, you might finally get not sick. You want to have a new Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But then it became more nationally recognized after World War One. But they have it as the second Monday of October. Hmm. They did it before us. And then they also celebrate it a little bit before us. So we're really, really ripping them off, huh? Yeah, a bit. Sorry, Canada. We should just cut the middle. We find find the median of that, those dates, and then have a uh, another. It's a new version of the original Thanksgiving. And Canada and America can come together and forget our problems and <laughs> have a, one super Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm we're, on, for it. we're on good terms right now, Canada and America. I want to fix that. I'm personally me. <laughs> yeah, you want to be the uh, dignitary to Canada? Yeah. I bet you could. I bet you could solve all our problems over a big plate of a uh, big plate of turkey, huh? I'm gonna bring cereal. That's one thing I know how to make. That <laughs> a and, plate and, of cereal and lunchable, lunchable pizzas. <laughs> I can do that too. Uh, that's my. Those are my Thanksgiving facts. Those are good facts. I like that. Yeah, I like it. Getting getting beefy into that history too. Now I have. <laughs> now I can instead of pretending to know what this holiday is about, I can actually know it. Speaking of speaking of beef, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed potato or my grandma's noodles or whatever they are. The what kind of spaghetti? Noodles? <laughs> Wait, no, it's not spaghetti. It's like a farfalle. Uh, Leguini, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know the difference between all the noodles. I just know that it was the one that my grandma made. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's the one. I want that and mashed potatoes equally. Wait, you can pick two. Yes, just me. Though. I want. I want ham. Okay, ham and taters. Ham and taters. Uh, when we think of Thanksgiving dinner, it has a very specific menu, right? You know, like the things you guys are mentioning: turkey, ham. I don't know about your grandma's, your grandma's spaghetti, but oh, you making fun of my grandma's spaghetti, part, man? Did Joey throw off your little your preparation? <laughs> fuck you! It's just it's just not a Thanksgiving dinner food. No. Is all I'm saying. She would make everything else too, but fuck you. <laughs> all I'm, I'm saying ready, I'm not, is that oh, yeah. there's like a very specific Thanksgiving menu: turkey stuffing, yeah, you're right, mashed potatoes, yeah. cranberries. Mm-hmm. But that's all evolved over time. It wasn't always like that. It hasn't always been so defined. So I thought it might be fun to take a look at some of the Thanksgiving foods that were a part of the holiday in the past that maybe didn't make the cut into our Thanksgiving dinners today. (laughs) Okay. So to start with, uh, Kev, you were talking about the first Thanksgiving. So I was looking up what their first meal was. And you mentioned how the Native Americans brought over a bunch of deer, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Did you look up what the the settlers brought to the table? It was uh, quail, wasn't it? It was waterfowl. So all they said, yeah. there's only a couple letters that mention what they ate. So the records are a little a little shady, but it says that they brought waterfowl to the table. Uh, there was wild turkeys in the area, but turkeys are definitely not waterfowl. So historians assume there was probably duck or geese, or it was also an option to eat swans back then. It was really a popular food to, to, to roast up a, a beautiful swan. Wait, hold on. We can't eat swans now? No, God no! Oh fuck! <laughs> no, Kevin, one of this. We haven't been serving you swan. It's a goose. I've been cut cooking goose for you. Oh, 
I've been serving a swan. You motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Now I'm going to narc on you. You're going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in addition to swan on the table, you could probably have helped yourself to as many clams and as many eels as you wanted. We know that the Native Americans taught the settlers how to catch eels from their local rivers and how to farm clams from the coast. So a big part of their main staples were seafood. So historians assume that a big part of the original Thanksgiving dinner was probably clams and eel, too. I love eel. On the other hand, potatoes hadn't been introduced to North America yet. So the original Thanksgiving dinner was probably no mashed potatoes, no turkey. You had some deer from the Native Americans, and then a bunch of clams and eel Weird. and maybe some swan. That's a wild which meal. Which is a pretty, pretty rough Roger, meal. You just, you just said a bunch of stuff, but I can't even focus after... After hearing that I can't eat swan, now all I can think of is how delicious swan must taste and how lucky those pilgrims were. <laughs> it's the most elegant meat for sure, God, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you, you think of a more beautiful meat? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't one. What about a, a swan with long, blonde, beautiful hair? Oh my god! Uh, that's the most. That's the most beautiful meat. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth is watering. Man, my mouth is waterfowl. My mouth is watering so much that I'm gonna fill up this little this little uh, pond over here and see if I can get some swans come swim around with me. And get wild. God, can I have some? If you if you get some, can I have some? No, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay fine you can have one thank you you can have one swan that's the spirit of the holiday share your yeah. swan yeah let's uh let's leave those swans behind though and let's jump ahead into the 1920s and see how the thanksgiving dinner evolved in the 20th century i'm gonna guess this is gonna be my grossest of our our dinner iterations i i think i'll like <laughs> this one the least uh, maybe. You might be right. We'll see. By the time we get into the 20th century, turkey's definitely been established as the main course. But it's not the only option. For example, in 1926, a man named Vinnie Joyce wanted to send a gift to the White House on Thanksgiving to show his respect for the president. Pop quiz, who was the president in 1926? No idea. <laughs> it's your, Joey, it's your favorite one. Um, is that Hoover? Uh, is, oh, is it, is it, uh, is it Ford? It's it's Calvin Coolidge. Oh yeah, America's sweetheart, Calvin oh, Coolidge. Little dreamboat. He deserves whatever present he's getting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this man from Mississippi sent Coolidge a live animal so that he could cook it up and eat it fresh for their White House Thanksgiving dinner. But that animal wasn't a turkey. Do you want to take a guess on what kind of animal it was? Oh, no. Uh, oh, it's gonna be weird. It's it's the opposite of a swan. It's the least. The least beautiful meat. Oh. Possum. Close. It's a raccoon. Oh. Uh, it's a raccoon. Old Vinnie Joyce from Mississippi loved eating a good raccoon on Thanksgiving, so he sent one to the president as a gift, along with a letter describing the taste of raccoon as toothsome. Wow. <laughs> Which seems just absolutely <laughs> wild, but it turns out eating raccoon wasn't that weird back then. There's recipes using raccoon meat uh, in all kinds of cookbooks, like famous cookbooks like The Joy of Cooking, for example, in the 1920s and 1930s, had recipes for things like brined raccoon. So it wasn't totally unheard of. Yeah, didn't they go like coon hunting? Yeah, uh-huh. With like basset hounds and stuff? Yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Did you ever read like, where the red fern grows? Yeah, that's the thing I'm thinking of, I think. Yeah, that's the one with the little boy, and then there's the monsters, and they, they love them so much that they're going <laughs> to they're gonna eat them, so he has to get in that boat and go back home. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Coolidge gets sent to raccoon, um, and the idea is that he's going he's gonna to slaughter it and cook it up, and the whole family's going to enjoy it. 
but Coolidge wasn't into it at all. He didn't want to eat that raccoon. In fact, Coolidge was a huge animal lover, so he just kept the gift raccoon as a pet. Yeah. And he named her Rebecca. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I love, I like that. Uh-huh. Coolidge actually had a ton of pets, too. While he was in the White House, he had 12 dogs, a goose, a mockingbird, and a donkey all living there with him. Oh, that's so cool. I would love to have a donkey friend. Just like Shrek. <laughs> Just like Shrek. <laughs> uh, cool- Coolidge was so famous for being an animal lover that foreign dignitaries and like powerful businessmen and stuff would send him exotic animals as gifts, too. So he ended up with a black bear from Mexico. Wow. A pair of what? lion cubs that Coolidge named Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. <laughs> as, some, cool. as some kind of government joke. I don't, I don't know. I don't really get it. <laughs> Uh, and also, Harvey Firestone, the business tycoon that started Firestone Tires, gave Coolidge a hippo named William Johnson Hippopotamus as a present. Did did he did Firestone name him? And he had to stick with that name. I think Coolidge. <laughs> I think Coolidge named him. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I would have just named him Tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of the tires of the animal kingdom when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, I, all blubbery. Nah, yeah. All blubbery and rubbery. Yeah, it's good. The more exotic pets, though, they couldn't live at the White House with them, obviously. So Coolidge donated them to the zoo in Washington, D.C. And a lot of the hippos that are in circulation in zoos today in the U.S. are actually descendants of William Johnson Hippopotamus. Wow. Pretty yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. But anyway, so, so he kept the raccoon, and Coolidge just loved her. You know, he would walk around the White House. Uh, she had a little leash and a little collar so oh. he could take her outside. Um, and at night, she would curl up in his lap as he read wow. by the fireplace. So it was super sweet. It was pretty adorable. I like that a lot. Uh, you know that I, I, I tried to befriend a couple of wild animals, and uh, one of them uh, one of them includes three raccoons in my parents' old house. How'd that go? Uh, well, after we made a movie about uh, heisting a bunch of corn dogs, uh, we had a bunch of extra corn dogs, <laughs> and they lived in the sewer, and they always come out and try to get food. So I took all the corn dogs and put them in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joey, I remember because when we lived at the old house and you would come over and hang out a lot, mm-hmm. you would take the scraps of people's food. So like old hot dogs or burgers, whatever people were eating, mm-hmm. and you would just throw them in the backyard so that the raccoons could eat them. Yeah. And then you'd go home and then we'd go out the next morning and there'd just be <laughs> rotten meat all over the yard. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Take I give it to the animals. Feed the crows, <laughs> man. Can you imagine having all these crow friends? That's true. That would be great. In retrospect, I'm sorry that I put food all over your backyard. <laughs> okay. I should just do that in my own backyard. <laughs> but anyway, back to Thanksgiving. Um, so raccoon meat had its chance. You know, there was a moment, but it never really caught on. Maybe if the president had eaten the raccoon for Thanksgiving, it would have started a trend and changed everything. Who knows? But but it didn't happen. Things ended up getting pretty weird anyway. By the time we get to the 1960s, people start just going wild with their Thanksgiving recipes. So I picked two of them that I think are really good. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Yeah. The first one is called Coke Salad. I'll give you guys the recipe so you can try it at home if you want. Yeah. First, you take a 12-ounce can of Coke and you open that up and you pour it into a bowl. And next, you take some milk and splash that in there. Oh. And maybe put like a, maybe a dollop mm. of cream cheese in it, too. And then you toss in some fruits and some nuts. The recipe that, uh, that I looked up recommends pineapple and maybe some pecans. Is this a child? <laughs> Did a child make this? No, this is a legit recipe in the 60s. I'll try it. And then you take that whole gross stew and you stir in a pack of cherry jello. And then you just let that congeal into a big red mess. And serve it on a cold plate to your family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? This is like the food that they ate in Hook when they're having that food fight. <laughs> just, they just get a bunch of shit and throw it in a pot and give it to yeah. each other. I think that's very concerning because they call it a salad. They call it Coke salad. 
but they just mixed a bunch of gross things in with a can of Coke. I think we need a better definition for salad. Well, it's salad. It has to have a leafy green. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's it. That and some sort of topping. So if I just like, if I throw some some crackers in my can of Coke, that's not a salad. That's not a salad. Also, Coke and milk is a very bad combination. That was the worst yeah. choice. The first ingredients, that's the worst idea. It's going to get all coagulating and weird and bubble up. I remember hearing as a kid that you're not supposed to drink soda after eating a bowl of cereal because the milk and the soda mixes in your stomach and it gives you butt problems. I don't know if that's true or not. But, but then yeah. the rest it, of that was like, make sure you eat some Jello afterwards because that'll help out. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably true. Oh, yeah. Soak it up. Where do you think that would fit in the Thanksgiving dinner? Do you think that would be a dessert? Or is that just like on your plate it ha- it with your gravy and your potatoes and that's stuff? That's probably like cranberry sauce. That's true. Like right over there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Man, can you imagine getting a little bit of gravy in your Coke salad? Just uh, slurping that down. <laughs> Guess what I'm bringing to Friendsgiving on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You should, man. I would love that. I'll send you the recipe. Actually, hold <laughs> off because I think you should make the second recipe I found. Which is kind of in the same vein, but it really takes it up a notch. There was a fad in the 1960s to serve edible candles as part of your holiday meal. So imagine this. You have your plate with your pile of mashed potatoes and your turkey and your stuffing and everything. And then lighting your way is just this beautiful fleshy colored cylinder with a brilliant flame on top of it. Just right in the center of your plate. And you can just munch away at it as you enjoy your dinner by candlelight. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> as far as I can tell, this is a recipe invented by the Hellman Mayonnaise Company that they promoted during the Thanksgiving months for a couple years. Because mayonnaise plays a pretty central role in this recipe, which I guess makes sense from a business perspective. Because all these other foods are having a ton of success around Thanksgiving. The mayonnaise company wants a cut of that action. Yeah, so they figure yeah. out a way to really force mayonnaise into your Thanksgiving meal. So here's the recipe if you want to get a pen and paper and write this down. Yeah, got, my, yeah, got mine. You're going, to start, you're going to start with a half cup of mayonnaise, and you're going to water that down with a cup of boiling water. And then you're going to mix in some cranberry juice to give it a nice kind of festive pink color. And then chop up some walnuts and throw that in there for texture. And then just like with the Coke salad, throw some Jello in there and uh, just call mm. it a food, I guess. You, <laughs> you pour that mixture into a tall can. They'll act as your mold. And you stick that in the fridge and chill it until it gets hard. And then you take it out of the mold, and you should have a pretty good kind of cylindrical candle shape. And then, <laughs> this is where it gets good. You take a birthday candle, and you just jam it into the top of that pink goo until just the wick is sticking up. And the recipe says to finish it off by garnishing it with some more mayonnaise, and then light it up and serve it to your guests on your Thanksgiving dinner. All right. Be wild, can, huh? You can do... I was, I was going to mention birthday cakes before when we were talking about eating candles, but... <laughs> Uh, you could do that thing with anything. Yeah. I could, anything. Yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't have to be mayonnaise. They didn't make a candle. They just stuck a candle inside of a jello goo, a mayonnaise jello goo. <laughs> just put it in the mashed potatoes. It's already, that's, that'd be so much easier. It's so much easier and so much better. Ugh. I do kind of like the idea of having a purpose beyond just being food, though. You know, having like, yeah. I think more food should be utilitarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need edible. Uh, forks and such. Edible forks. I guess yeah. licorice, using licorice as a straw, that kind of works. That's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, you could use a fry to to like skewer another fry and as you dip into the ketchup so you don't have to touch two fries at the same time. Oh, yeah. You got to find the pointiest, hardest fry. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or as a spoon for your Frosties. Yeah. That's also true. Yeah. That's delicious. But you got to find a really pointy one for that. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to figure out a way, if we can, to sit on some part of my Thanksgiving dinner and use it as a chair oh. before I eat it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we construct a chair out of like uh, maybe some rolls, I guess? 
Maybe some pretzel sticks. That's a good idea, yeah. You could make an arch, yeah, make like an archway out of the mm-hmm. rolls and the pretzel yeah. sticks. And that's a really good, that's a very good construction tip. Yeah. So it can support a lot. I want to wear a slice of ham as a shirt. That's good. I want to wear a turtle hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are just some Thanksgiving meal options I want to share with you guys. So uh, maybe great. we can uh, yeah. introduce that into your menu this year. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to eat some right now, actually, and try it out. <laughs> no, wait. It's too late. I did it. And it was delicious. I hate to tell you, Joey, that wasn't that wasn't Thanksgiving no, no, no. food. Please that don't. was a swan. Please don't. You're, uh, oh shit, Joey, you're going to jail. Time to go to prison, buddy. You want to be a snitch? Don't be a My snitch. My dad's a cop. I have to tell him. <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment. <laughs> yeah. Am I up? Yeah. Pass Let's do over it. Uh, a big heaping plate of story, Joey. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean. It was nice. We got to have, we got to share a story. We got to say thanks. We got to eat Roger's weird meal. <laughs> it's, we're finishing up, you know, we're cleaning up our Thanksgiving dinner now. And uh, and so, you know, we, we finished off our, our turkeys and tofurkeys and we guzzled down some canned cranberries while listening to the band Cranberries. Mm-hmm. We mashed every last potato into our glutton gullets. And, uh, you know, we, we got to spend some time reflecting about the things that we were thankful for, uh, like our friends and our family and whatnot. Uh, but it's around, you know, six o'clock now. Uh, what would you do next after thanks after your Thanksgiving meal? Oh man, um, laser tag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna meet Kevin down at the laser tag. That's great. Yeah, yeah. cool. So we knocked that out. We solid hour. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of people <laughs> there because most people don't. Play laser it's tag. Just one on one, really. One on one. And you guys did great, actually. You know, I <laughs> I, uh, I was watching. I was watching from the. Uh, the, the monitor to see who you guys are <laughs> giggling and shooting, having a great time. Yeah, it was really nice. Hey, Kevin, what was your what was your laser tag name? What was your handle? Uh, fuzzy buns. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I remember one of yours. I think Roger from like ten years ago. Do you really? What I was it? I want to say it was it was lava. Panther or lava? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was always my go-to in laser tag. Is you just choose a cool animal and something fiery and just yeah. put them together. You know, yeah. I should have. You gave me the opportunity to make a joke about my laser tag name, and I went, I went goofy on it. I should have just gone hyper serious. That would have been way funnier. Yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, try again. You guys have you have actually uh, you have room or time for one more game? Shadow Soldier. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's mine too. I'm sh- Shadow Soldier too. Yeah, you're you're Shadow Soldier Junior. Here. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's very good. It's a good father and son bonding moment. I'm I'm shadow sh- soldiers senior. <laughs> I'm shallow sh- shallow how. Uh, okay, well, that was a good game. It's a really fun game. Uh, we know we finished our laser tag, and uh, it's almost 7 p.m. now. Uh, and now, after we've spent all our time enjoying our family's company and whatnot. Uh, I think it's time that we just forget all that and go buy a bunch of bullshit. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's Black Thursday, baby. Black Thursday? Black Thursday, which is also, oh, like, it's Black Friday, but over time has now eked into Thursday. Uh, yeah, it definitely has. And so the actual term is Black Thursday. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Huh, okay. It, at 7 p.m. on Thursdays is when Black Friday starts now. So, oh, shit. Um, Man, let's go find some deals. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna sing a song about this. <laughs> Can you guys yell deals for me? You'll know when it's right. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Ready? Like, uh-huh. so like Target deals. deals. Walmart deals. deals. Talk about JCPenney online 
Deals. 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 Buy a Furby. Deals. Deals. Yeah, that was good. That went perfect. Uh, there's no more time really left to, to to soak in family stuff anymore because, you know, and, and we savored a little bit of time with them for a few hours on this day. We got to get out there and get that flat screen, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I need it for my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the problem with Black Friday is there's only a limited amount of supplies at, at the stores. So it's kind of – this is where it starts to split opinions for most people, right? Uh, consumers are like – Sure, like we have an opportunity to use our like our persistence and, and our patience to wait in line and get a good deal so I can buy something nice, ride that wave of what I just had with my family uh, and, and get them a nice present for Christmas. But the other half is somebody still has to work these nightmare days, right? These sales days. Yeah. And it brings out the worst in people because like what if you don't get the limited stock and your kid doesn't get a Razor scooter and hates you for it for the next year? <laughs> or what if like people get mad uh, and you cut in line and they want to fight you? Um, as of 2012, only 18% of Americans actually approve of Black Friday anymore. Dang. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. Until recently, it was kind of a, a joyous day. So um, let's talk about where it came from. Okay. Oh. The term Black Friday is supposed to be kind of a positive term now. <laughs> Excuse me. Just fart? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, I saw that canned yuck yuck that i ate <laughs> uh, but yeah the term comes from the idea that uh retailers are finally turning profit what it stands for is like you get out of the red and into the black which means you are now making money this is because the day after thanksgiving was traditionally known as the first day of christmas season so traditionally many non-retail workers schools and government employees would have the day off uh, and that just means that there's more people actually available to go shopping it's good for the economy as a whole uh, and it was kind of nice to know that people were like out and about and buying things for their family. But also in the early 1900s onward, there were large Santa Claus parades, that's what they were called. And they were in major cities and they would occur on these Fridays after Thanksgiving. They often had floats that were like really big and fancy and they were sponsored by major stores like Ikea and Macy's and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Was Dunkin' like, Donuts? Yeah, for like ages ago. Huh. Families would come out to the city and they would watch the parade and it'd be really fun. And it's only natural that, you know, after the parade's done, you let people into your shops. They're already in the cities. You could, you know, take your kids in and, and find stuff that you wanted to get for them. Clothes for the new season or, you know, toys or whatever else. But then we get to... Uh, 1961 in Philadelphia. And granted, this wasn't the very the biggest deal, but this is the first dark mark that we have for Black Friday. It's because the pedestrian traffic was so, so heavy that it became disruptive to the general like vehicle traffic. Uh, and then everybody kind of hated, everybody hated their lives in Philadelphia because they couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> that was the first actual utterance of the term Black Friday. Prior to that, it was just the Friday after Thanksgiving, and it was to celebrate these Santa Claus parades. Personally, I think that I'm kind of torn because I used to think of Black Friday as an adventure. You know, it's like a, yeah. an opportunity to feel young and you stay out late with your friends. And, you know, like I didn't even want to buy anything. I usually don't even buy anything. I think I went with you, Roger, once and you just got flash Dude, drives. I, I loved it. I loved Black Friday. I'm like legitimately sad that Black Friday isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Because we used to stay up all night. We would, you know, eat Thanksgiving dinner and then all get together and just stay up till like four in the morning together and yeah. then go out and just wait in line at Best Buy for like you know four or five hours yeah 
and then just buy a soda yeah. or buy, you know, like buy a candy bar at the register. Yeah. And it was just like, I just like the atmosphere. Everybody was outside. Everybody was like maybe kind of frustrated, but, but it's like, it was like a big cultural event. It was fun. It was a good thing. Like, yeah, you just, it's like a, a fun struggle with your friends to stay out and be yeah, cold. Yeah, you get and, to be rowdy and yeah. stand outside. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I miss it. Now, like as it is now, like it totally just reminds me of being like a stupid 21-year-old, which I love. And actually, uh, we were all going to go stay in line tonight and go wait to get uh, ice cream for a year. Yeah. Which is funny. There's there's a new ice cream store opening up in our town, and the first 50 customers get ice cream for a year. Yeah. So we got we to gotta wait in line for that bad boy. Just to kind of give context, if we have any younger listeners, I wanted to kind of recap one of my one of my Black Friday experiences, and then we'll work our way through the years, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So it's Black Friday. It's 2005. It's my first official one, and I head out to Best Buy with my friend John, and we're going to go get him a computer because he wants to play Warcraft 3 on it. Uh, and so we're waiting. You know, it's fast forward to the night, and it's just kind of delightful. It's like Roger was saying. People are chatting. They're playing cards. Uh, you have friends that come to visit, and they come and drop off, like, coffee and food and, like... It was great. It was we legitimately we, back in the when I when we were like in our early twenties, you would just text people and then come and stop by and say hi, and it was fun. And so we're all getting kind of bored. And John, John and I, uh, we, we look over and we see a bunch of cardboard, and in our stupid you know twenty two year old heads, we're like, we should probably make armor out of this. And so we did. We spent you know our time, our, like our hour or two, making gladiator suits. And then you know as as it goes on, you know we're flirting with the girls in front of us. We we're like schmoozing with the dude behind us and he's like the guy he's like into our armor he's making jokes and then of course we we naturally had a gladiator battle to entertain <laughs> to entertain the people in line and at, at some point i think even the news came by and interviewed us with our suits on it was wow, yeah, fun yeah it was really fun and you know then sure enough six o'clock rolls around we stroll in it's not a big deal we get the computer we head out we go to bed and it's it's, it's it like we're, we're done it was a fun event so you know it's next year it's 2006 now same deal. They're, they're opening the stores a little earlier this time, so 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And again, we have a blast, and it's great. And then the next few years, we start seeing the lines kind of get longer, and part of the night is just kind of driving around and getting a gauge of what time you need to actually be in line. Uh, you start seeing people getting a little pushy, a little bit more uh, adamant about their spot, and like you can't get out of line. And then it gets a little, it gets a little worse. So... We're in 2008 now, and I think this is where the big turning point happens. So let's talk about 2008, um, specifically at Walmart in New York. Uh, there's 2,000 people, like they're just waiting, and they're kind of scratching to get in. They're complaining that they're cold, and uh, they start pushing on the doors because these nutbags, they, they, they love that Walmart, and boy, and they break the fucking door down. Then they start, Jeez. yeah, they storm the shop. And the sea of people just straight up trample a 34-year-old employee. Um, but they don't stop to help him. And it's so bad that the other employees that see this are trying to get to uh, the, the person being trampled, and they can't. So they call the police, and the police have to go in there and start throwing elbows. And the crowd is in such a rush that they're pushing the police over and stuff. Uh, several people get injured. There's a pregnant woman that gets hospitalized. And that man that was trampled dies. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, so imagine that. You died for Walmart. But this starts to be the trend. So in that same 2000, 2008, two people get shot in California. Uh, the next year uh, in Wisconsin, 
A lady threatens to shoot a bunch of people at a Toys R Us because she was caught cutting in line. So the crowd's just like, hey, like, she's cutting. And imagine you pull out your guns and start waving them around. Um, a Toys for Tots volunteer was stabbed by a shoplifter. Uh, in Florida, Walmart, someone else gets stabbed. Uh, and the guy had two knives on him and a grenade that he brought with him to wait in line. It's so crazy to me to think, like, these are full-on criminal acts for not not for free stuff, for deals. For deals. For deals. Like, they're it's still like, paying for it. Yeah, that's like the kind of thing you would do to rob a bank. Yeah. Not to just get a half-price microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, and it just continues on this way. Uh, 2011. Porter Ranch, which is a city that's close to ours, a lady pepper sprays 20 people at Walmart for Xbox 360. Um, and at, at the same time, in another California Walmart, someone else gets shot. 2012, a guy gets shot at Walmart. And then truly the, the years just start cycling on like this. It's, it's, a, it's a cycle of, of Walmarts and, and shootings. Don't go to Walmart on yeah, Black Friday. Pretty much. Yeah. I think as it is now, the total is like 30, 30 people have been killed just at uh, Black Friday events, so uh, kind of a big contrast from from our our fun little you wait in line with your friends thing. Yeah, but I wanted you guys to experience what it's like uh, to be at Black Friday right now. So I made up a, I made up a game for you to play today. Okay, okay. fun. Yeah, sounds like a dangerous game. Uh, it, it could be depending on how you want to do it. So let me just explain how Storyhole's Black Friday game show is going to work. Okay, so imagine you made a bet with each other for tracking down the best item for the night. So that might sound easy, but there's different shops, and each different shop has different qualities and different levels of aggression. Oh, so God. you're going to have to choose wisely where you want to go and what you want to get and how you want to go about doing so. Uh, have you guys Is ever KB played? Is Toys an option? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Um, toy stores are scary anyway, though. Uh, yeah. So have you guys played Faster Than Light? No. Okay, so the way it works is every every turn there's a prompt and you have to make a choice. And it's going to be probably a difficult or cryptic choice and it affects what happens to you next. And you just keep going. So the way this is going to work, you guys are going to have to decide what item you want to get first. All right, and so I'm going to write this down and I have scores already. I'm not going to bore, bore you with uh, the math and stuff, but I have a way to score this. All right, so All right. the first item is... Um, not very rare. It, it is a Twix. It is it is king sized oh. and it's personalized. Holy uh, shit! A yeah. King size Twix. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a special chocolate, and it looks like the relaxed legs of your cousin's Instagram photos on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it looks. You like. had me for a yeah, while. So there. imagine <laughs> imagine like Barbie leg shaped uh, uh, Twix in that that are really like the king size. So. But which there. which one of my cousins is it? Whichever one you're most attracted to, <laughs> Stan. Oh, Stan. Yeah, Stan's. Okay, so that one's the that one's the uh, the easiest one to get. Uh, and just note the way this is going to work. Depending on the rarity of your of your item, at the very last turn, I'm going to roll a dice for you, and that dice is going to dictate whether or not you get it based on the rarity. All right. Okay. So okay, the next one. Uh, this one is uh, or slightly harder to get. It is a, uh, it's an ICUP desktop computer with an i7 processor for your humble little commode. That's right, it's a desktop computer for your bathroom. Uh-oh. Pirate your favorite John May- Mayer tunes while downloading your sacred prunes into the compati. <laughs> Concerned for government Ooh. tracking, this power outhouse <laughs> comes with an ICUP VPN. 
So that's the next <laughs> one. Okay. okay. Here's the, and then here's the next item. Uh, and it's, again, slightly more rare. So you've heard of Alexa and Google Home. How about a voice-controlled robot home management system in every room with your own mom's voice? Introducing Jocasta. Okay. And then the last <laughs> one uh, is the rarest item. Uh, and it's going to be the hardest one to get, but it's going to be worth the most points. It's a walk-in refrigerator and a walk-in microwave, both signed and installed by our fan, Brad Garrett. <laughs> Chill down, warm up, and Brad, your beautiful friend's brunette gear in this luxurious add-on. Everybody loves it. This supposed to be like, <laughs> okay. braid, supposed to be like braid your hair, but it was... <laughs> really Wait, weird. what? Say it again. Brad, your gear. Yeah, yeah, Brad, your gear. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, This is good. That's terrible. Whatever, fuck it. Let's move forward. All right, so <laughs> the first thing is you guys have to choose which item you want. You have the easy Twix... We have the medium of the road uh, computer potty. Um, you have the the next one, which is slightly more rare, and it's like the uh, the Alexa. And then you have the walk-in refrigerator slash walk-in microwave. Kevin, you want to pick first? You want me to pick yeah, first? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. I um I have to admit I haven't done all my Christmas shopping yet for this year, and I really still need to get um what I'm gonna what I'm gonna get Roger. For Christmas, Ooh. yeah, and I think, I think one of those screams Roger to me, <laughs> and that's going to be uh, the the squatty potty, squatty potty computer <laughs> CPU. Yeah, I'm going to go for the CPU. I want to see you pee, Roger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true because I just love uh, spreadsheets, and I hate that I have yeah. to take time out of my day uh, to go poop. So yeah. if I can if I can work on my spreadsheets while I'm pooping, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. My productivity is going to go through the roof. Yes, perfect. <laughs> and what item are you going to get for Kevin, Raj? Uh, for Kevin, I'm going to pick something that I know he likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a king size Twix. King size Twix. Okay. I'm a leg man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got this. And mm-hmm. okay, cool. Um, all right. Now the next thing you have to decide. We're going to have to do it one at a time. But I'm just going to let you guys choose choose this next part first. Uh, you have to decide where you want to go, and your options are Best Buy, Target, and Walmart. I would I would die to get this Twix for Kevin, yeah. so I'm going Walmart. Uh, Roger's driving, so I'm going to Walmart too. <laughs> uh, okay, so who wants to go first? I do. All right, so you pull up to Walmart. The crowd is wild and rowdy. There's a group of older folks kind of dominating the area that's kind of right in the middle of the line. They come. They seem like they're freshly from the bar. Uh, but you were smart and tried to come a little earlier than them, so you're a few spots in front. But they're getting rowdy, and, and the duo, there's two two men uh, that are in front, and they're just trying to uh, come on up. They want to talk to you. They want to try to get you in on their night. So your options are to rush slash fight, to investigate slash help, or to steal slash run. And that's oh, going to be the way that this works from here on out, is that you're going to have those options. Um, I'm not, I'm not a violent man, but I'll do whatever it takes to get this Twix. I'm going to fight for it. Okay. So. So these me. two dudes are just going to walk up to you and Roger just throws punches right off the bat. <laughs> well, I imagine there's probably going to be an exchange of words and he's, they're going to be like, kind of prodding him. They're going to look at him and say, he's looking, he's a, he's a kind of a pretty boy. What's he doing out this late? Cause they're drunk, right? right? They're, ha- they're harassing you. I say, get away from my Twix, and just just throw a punch. <laughs> okay, so 
You and everyone else have had enough of this group's bullshit. So two pot-bellied, whiskey-smelling older men walk up to you, and they start taunting you. And they say they start commenting that you look like you're too weak to to get women women like theirs. Um, but uh, you go ahead and and you make the choice. You you want to punch them? Um, no. So you rut. You can rush, fight, investigate, help, or you can steal, run. I'm gonna steal, run. Okay. As they make their way toward you, mumbling profanities, you see behind them that the staff is starting to actually open the doors. Uh, you run by one of them, throwing him off balance and causing a two-man pileup with the crowd charging behind you. The two men get trampled, but you're the first to the door now. So, as first to the door, you can actually go ahead and rush, fight, investigate, help, steal, run. Uh, so, so, just a quick recap. So far, Roger has punched two dudes that came up to say hi and then <laughs> as like a you know passive murder of another two gentlemen uh to get to the door first welcome to walmart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm just gonna rush rush for those twigs you know um okay so you you rush forward and <laughs> and the the twigs are actually just right in the front and you grab them and and, and yeah they're there you're successful <laughs> did i get them yeah so you got them yes okay so yes all right <laughs> all right let me let me just go ahead and put my little point values down for you um, that's a hundred points a hundred um, points per twix there's two twix in every pack that's 200 points <laughs> all right so i have to you have a little multiplier that goes in here wait shit is it is it is it king size yeah that's 400 <laughs> points joey <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, I I ate one. It's three hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the points are they're they're in your heart. Okay. That's, Sorry, Kev, I ate one of your presents. You're going to give me a single leg? Okay. Just one of my cousin's legs? Is it your cousin's legs? Whose cousin's legs are they? Right. Yeah, it's my cousin. <laughs> Stan. Um, all right, Kev, do you, do you want to still go to Walmart? You wanna, do you want to try something else? No, yeah, I, I locked into Walmart. Walmart I mean, it is. is it, uh, can, can I walk over to the Best Buy, or do I need to? Yeah, I, mean, I don't care. They're all in the same plaza, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, no Walmart. I'm stuck with the Walmart. Okay, so it's the same situation. Um, you, you guys were together. So you, the, mm-hmm. the crowd is, is wild and rowdy, and mm-hmm. there's a group, group of older folks. You have the two men that are, that are causing a problem for you. Uh, would you rush fight? Would you investigate help or steal run? Punch him, Kev. Um... Punch him. I want to. I want to investigate help. So they're getting a little belligerent. You notice things are getting a little out of hand. Uh, behind this group is a young father with his two kids. He seems ready to keep them out of harm's way, but is noticeably uncomfortable with these folks pushing forward and hollering around his eight and fourteen-year-olds. Would you rush, fight, investigate, help, or steal, run? Steal, run. Good. This is the perfect distraction. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of young kids are coming up and trying to pick a fight with this young dad and his kids, and you're a monster that's going to let it happen. The crowd is now amped up in two areas, priming your spot as they open the doors. Do you rush fight, investigate help, steal run? So wait, is it the what did I steal in the last one? Um, it was a it was like a, a steal a steal run. You ran in a sense that you didn't help the man, and so you just kind of kept going forward, pushing forward. Uh. So there's no, like, obstacles in my way at this point? Nope, you're good. I want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you go inside the Walmart, and you see that you're, you're greeted by several of these uh, 
uh, kind of rough and ready uh, uh, employees, and they know that what what to expect. They signed up for Don't this. Don't mess with me, kids. I had a rough <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so you run up and you want your your item. What's your item that you were going for? The the bathroom potty. Bathroom potty. The bathroom potty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Computer so potty. you say, give me that goddamn bathroom potty. <laughs> and they're like, we, we don't have that. What are you talking about? And you say, no, the, com- the computer potty. And you push one of them out of the way. All right? And you're going to sprint mm-hmm. for it. Um, all right. So uh, let's just go ahead and say you got to the potty, but you have to kind of check out without getting caught. Um, so I'm going to actually roll to see if you're successful in, okay. in, in both grabbing the potty and actually, uh, and actually checking out without getting caught. So, so I'm doing kind of a sneak steal right yeah, now. Yeah, sneak a sneak steal. So this will be your last move, and this will decide if you're successful. Okay. You are not successful. They catch you. Uh, they catch you, Roger, Kev. Help. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I got this Twix on my hands. <laughs> I'm a sticky mess. He's got um, his chocolate all over his mouth. <laughs> all right. Just to wrap up the story, though, for the sake of of uh, of finishing the story you're a grown man so i mean they say you need to stay here but they can't actually touch you right so yeah right, are you gonna just stay there and wait for the police and try to talk your way out of it or do you want to sprint for it no i'm gonna sprint for it hey wait <laughs> no you, you get out you're fine you're an adult cool <laughs> man, what a uh, rousing climax at the end <laughs> yeah uh, very good very good um Okay, so Kevin, you unfortunately weren't so not we were not successful with your dice roll. So Roger wins by default with a score. I'm the king of, of Black two, Friday. Three, four, five, six. You got a score of twelve, Rog. You did it. Uh, how did, did I lose all my points? <laughs> <laughs> you ate your Twix, you ass. There's just crumbs left. <laughs> Um, it's cool. just a little bit of caramel hanging off my chin. <laughs> twelve points worth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my little game. <laughs> that's uh, a good Black Friday game. I like that. How many points would I have gotten? You would have gotten 16. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Flew just too barely. close to the sun, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have just taken it and bought it as opposed to fighting those clerks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a rare, it was a rare item. So, well, what can you do? It's been a, it's been a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm glad I got to spend this with, with you guys. <laughs> what's, and what's extra good is since this is coming out on Monday, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. So we get to spend it together for real in a couple <laughs> In a couple of days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Hopefully, hopefully this will get everybody into the mood, and then it, everybody will just have a better Thanksgiving now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, there are a couple people who have definitely gotten me into the mood of what to be thankful for. Which mood? This week. Which mood are you talking about? Yeah. What kind of mood um, can you? Well, can you get more specific. Thang- uh, it's like hungry. If, if mood were uh, a flavor, it would be. Sour and <laughs> and spaghetti, mm. <laughs> just like my grandma's. Those two things. Yeah, that was the flavor that she made: sour spaghetti. Um, we have some shoutouts to make this week, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we have some uh, comments, huh? We got uh, we got uh, some emails from over the seas, um, mm-hmm. from from a nice from, gentleman from named, some... named Richard Brayshaw. Uh, Hi Richard. I don't. I don't. Hey Rich. I want to try to talk like him, but I don't want it to be a, offensive or or terrible. But I'm gonna. No, R- Richard, you got. You're gonna get. You're gonna love this. Yeah. Joey's been doing <laughs> a spot on impression. Okay, <laughs> let's hear your Richard I'm, impression, Joey. I'm yeah. so bad at accents. Okay, I'll give it a go. 
Just wanted to say thanks, chaps. Amazing podcast. I binge listened to this eight, eight hours on Spotify. Uh, I look forward every Monday now. Great work. Absolutely bloody love it. Lots of love. Richard Brayshaw, Archbishop of Banterbury. That's, that's very good. That's, that was that's very like convincing. Richard was yeah. here. That's spot on. Uh, Richard, thank you. I love he's, you. He's very clever. He, he sent us multiple emails. Uh, and and he has little like little like puns and stuff in them. Yeah, and to see us, he's, he's, he's a witty fella, and he can be our fifth member in addition to our fourth <laughs> member, God. Um, um, yeah, uh, let's let's uh, reveal a little bit, Richard. We've been sitting on that email for a little while now, and been excited to talk about it. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to do it last week, but Joey's voice was <laughs> gone and so we didn't want to give up the opportunity to do his spot on impression like Joey's pipes were ready for the Richard impression yeah prime <laughs> um, Joey pipes for Richard also Richard I have a bone to pick with you you said that you well, he's, this is great he's a volunteer at a, at a children's charity which is very very good uh, did you say that you were playing that for those kids Richard Richard. I don't think that's that bad, though. Richard, we're that's playing bad, this right? for kids. <laughs> I don't think our podcast is bad for kids. I think we've been arguing about this behind the scenes on whether or not our mm-hmm. podcast is appropriate for children, and I think 100% it is. It's it's PG-13, though. It's PG-13, yeah. So if it's like if it's younger than 13, Richard, it's not PG-12. It's not PG-10. It's time to learn, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, thanks, Richard. Uh, that, that was Those are great emails. That we really appreciate them. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, and hey, if you wanna, if you want us to read your message, uh, whatever you write, no matter how terrible it is, if you leave us a comment on our iTunes uh, and a rating, then we'll read it out loud. Yeah, it would also be really cool to get some recommendations if you have a, if you got a tip, a hot tip on like a good yeah, story. Yeah, send us those hot tips. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. a hot tip would be really great. Add us on Instagram. I like that. I, 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 I try to update those and, and put little funny visuals and stuff in them. Um, and I always get excited when I get numbers slightly going up. So, hey, at uh, Storyhole Podcast uh, for Instagram, and you can see some funny little animations. Um, and uh, is there anything else? If you go to storyholepodcast.com, it has links to all of our stuff, so you can find everything there. Um, and also, Joey, you mentioned that the first 100 people to leave us comments or messages uh, <laughs> could potentially get a uh, top secret pin. Yeah. So is that still in the works? We got we got pins in the works. Um but, of course, I'm going to need your address. So if you just leave us an iTunes review, that's probably not going to work. And you also probably don't want to put your address there. So go ahead and instead <laughs> send us an email at storyherpodcast at gmail.com um, and give us an address if you would like one. That's great. And also, if you're, uh, you're going to be around all the family and all the people this, this week, it wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if you just wanted to get them in on this, this, uh, this wonderful fountain <laughs> of information? Hey, what's a good... Huh. What's a good episode to try to introduce, like maybe your grandparents to this podcast with? Um, um, but I think Richard would be the one to ask about that. Let me pull up a list really quick. Um, I mean, the Halloween ones are interesting and good, but uh, I'd be concerned that like my my grandparents would would be religious be and not spooky. like it. They, it's they too might, spooky for grandparents. They might scare their dentures out of their face. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah. I really uh, like Hello Kitty. I feel like Hello Kitty was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. I think uh, probably your grandparents need to learn more about Hello Kitty anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think they would love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know how like uh, our parents are kind of now finding out about Facebook? I think it's about time that <laughs> their parents' parents uh, find out about Hello Kitty and Sanrio and that beautiful, wild and vibrant world. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you I could agree. be the one to show them. <laughs> it's yeah. your responsibility. 
Also, while you're showing them that, go ahead and show them the minions. <laughs> yeah. They're going to love those little guys. Yeah, if, uh, if you would just tell like one person about that, about this podcast, that would be that would be my third wish. Yeah. If you would just do that. <laughs> um, my fourth wish. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My fourth wish is that you also tell that same person and their friend about the minions. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Roger loves those little guys. I yeah. love those little guys. Uh, <laughs> this week is sponsored by Minions. So. <laughs> thanks, Minions. Uh, but thanks for all the support, everybody. We really appreciate it, and it's been great. Yeah, yeah it's been really cool. I'm thankful for you guys this year. Yeah, I'm thankful for Definitely. you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next Bye. week. What's happening? What's wrong? I'm just crazy audio. <laughs> <laughs> Target, deals, Walmart, deals, Taco Bell, Best Buy, Online, deals, First Nine, deals, Furby, Mizz and Wheels, deals, 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 Juicy Penny, deals, Ikea, yeah. Domino's, Starbucks, really good. Deals, Spending all your money at Taco Bell. Deals, forget all your family and get those real deals. Oh dang. That's neat. That's really neat. Costco. Deals. Chick-fil-A. Deals. KFC, GNC, what you need. Deals. Good deals. deals. Real men. Deals. Give me what I need. Deals. K-Mark. K-Mark. Ross. Ross. Arby's. All right.